I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on. And pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salvador Dali threw a great party. We all drank Bacardi. It got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather. We're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. Hey, beautiful babies. Uh, beautiful babies. I am proud of us. We are two... We are two strict, strict parenting beautiful babies today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These beautiful babies made a threat and we followed yeah, through. Yeah, the one time I was ever strict. We are not known for, um, we're not known for making threats to our children and we are certainly not known for enforcing them. No. But today we had a meeting to go to. There was half an hour to get ready. I'm just saying there was ample time to get ready. We went, this wasn't a like, like throw your kid in the car. And no, we, we, she had half an hour to get ready before we had to be at an important meeting and she wasn't ready. I said, listen, we're going out the door. The Uber's here. We're going to leave. And there was yelling. There were voices raised. There was just go. Where's my jeans? Was, you know, it was a fashion crisis as happens, you know, to 12 months. And And I delighted in getting in the car and driving away. Dude, we left. We left. We actually did it. In the house alone. Uh, But let me just tell you, we're in the safest neighborhood, maybe anywhere on the planet, dare I say, almost. I mean, this neighborhood is crazy safe. The house is safe. So she's 12. In this neighborhood, kids walk around all the time. And it's, you know, it's like a fancy-ish neighborhood with older, nice people, whatever, whatever. So I knew she was safe as can be. But, uh, and I think she got some drama going. Like, we had a text immediately from one of her friends. We're in Australia. Someone who's in New York now. (laughs) uh, Sevilla, just I get a text. Guys. And I think Goldie got her in on it, saying, my parents left me alone in the house. (laughs) So um, I think she secretly enjoyed it. We drove off like two teenagers. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, like we were sharing our first cigarette. Yeah, we we were were just like, we're out of here. Thrill scene, Thelma and Louise. In the lane, yes. And then... She figured it out. And, well, Grandma came and picked her up and dropped her off at the mall. But did you... I mean, I spent so much time alone as a kid. Like, I, Yeah, I I'm, loved it. At 12, I was looking for cigarette butts and trying to smoke <laughs> a little in this kitchen sink before my parents came. Whatever. I was really, like, looking for trouble. Every day, I'd come home from school, and I knew exactly yeah, how yeah, much yeah. TV I could squish in, yeah. and exactly when to turn it off to make it look like I hadn't been just watching TV after school the whole right. time. Right? Yeah. Um, I loved it though. I too. know. But yeah, I, I had. I had. Yeah, I was. I guess I was a latchkey kid. I don't know. I was definitely alone. My mom would go to the market and say, "I know I was young enough where she'd say." I'll be gone for a half an hour. And I was like, what's a half an hour? <laughs> She's like, 30 minutes. I'm like, but what is 
how long is that? And she's like, you know, I was young enough to not understand the concept of like. I picture you like those babies on the Japanese um, Netflix reality <laughs> show. That you're too, too young? young? Yeah. Where you're just like walking around Hollywood. Yeah. Doing errands for your mom. No, but I did save up enough money. I remember I, I would dream about long red nails. I was so femme when I was a kid. Like I wanted to be, I loved like Cinderella's dress when it turned into that dress. And like, I just loved all super girly things. So I saved up seven bucks and I got on my bike and I got to go to the grocery store and get press on nails. I think I really wanted because my dream was like waking up with long red nails so, so you wanted it you wanted I, it done involuntarily <laughs> like you just wanted to wake up with yeah nails. yeah and um but so non-consensual nails yes so that was my outing that kind of outing i get on my bike and i remember being i was sort of embarrassed because my mom was funny she wasn't like a feminist or like not into but she kind of wouldn't vocally but she didn't we didn't have barbies she wouldn't have been into those nails you didn't have any barbies no, but, but you it, had baby dolls, right? Yeah, yeah but it wasn't like my mother maybe at least consciously wasn't doing it because their terrible body image or whatever a reason a mom might not want, you know, their kid to have a Barbie. She just, I don't know why. I had a Barbie. I mean, I've told this story before, but I was, um, I loved, I saw the ads on TV for the Barbie that rode horses. She was like the dressage Barbie or equestrian Barbie or something. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about, because my sisters were like 15 and 18 years older than me. It was well past the age of toys and things. So I didn't really know about girls toys and boys toys and any of that. I just saw this cool uh, toy with a horse. And I was like, I want that so badly. And I begged my parents for it and now when i look back i do think they looked at me like a little bit like are you sure you want that if it, whatever it was my birthday and or you got Hanukkah teased or yeah i know i finally got it and i brought it to school and i was so proud of it and i took it out of my bag and i remember i showed mark um this guy who um you know his, his bullying characteristics his tendencies that was the first taste of them and they did carry on oh through. really it was an early taste early taste i think those tendencies do tend to like yeah. they, they show themselves early but i'll never forget i opened my bag i said look what i've got and he looked down he looked up and he goes ben's got a barbie ha <laughs> i was and i was like it's suddenly this shame Aww. hit me do you think it, do, how long did that affect you or well, you, now when you... i look back i think what a square and i think ultimately like my life you know it's like a tiny example but my interest in things that were outside of what i was like expected to be interested in is kind of what's made my life interesting and unique and colorful yeah. and stuff but but it was it was kind of wounding at the time well, i'm I guess, sure you know, like, i wouldn't have at the time i mean i'm saying i would have been i know i thought those things of people i thought they were square but had that happened to me i don't know that i would have you know, I would have probably felt bad. It's weird, all those really formative ones. Like I, I was, um, I think I said this on a TikTok recently, but I was remembering when like the idea of, um, it wasn't even that it was a threesome, but like the, the concept of polyamory first uh, came into my mind in kindergarten when I was climbing on this um, jungle gym and there were two girls in my class <laughs> chasing me kind of on it. And they said they were arguing over which one was going to get to marry me. And I just thought in the most problem solving way, I just turned around and said, girls, I can marry you both. And they looked at each other like really happily. And I was like, wow, problem solved. That was amazing. Aww. So th that that's the origins, I guess, of polyamory.
Yeah. Oh, my God. But this is a huge... I had an experience this week that ties back to these what? things. Well, okay. So, I've got to go into a little bit of... I'll try not to be too um, explicit. But for those of you... Men will understand this, um, especially musicians who are on tour. If you're in a job where you get sweaty... Uh-huh. Uh, oh. You know, on tour, uh-huh. whatever, and it's like, you know, you're bundled up and everything. You, occasionally, a rash may develop. It's possible. You know what I mean? Like, we have, we have, you know. Well, you sometimes get this rash when you're surfing or s- swimming where sand gets in between <laughs> the, like, uh, like where your legs meet on the other sides of your balls or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you're Because it's like sand and water yeah, you're, rubbing. You're probably divul- divulging medical information that I wasn't prepared to share this episode. But yes, sure, absolutely. Look, there are friction. I have had some friction issues in my life. So anyway, I but have But it's this not like a... It's more just like a irritation. irritation. It's irritation, it's but like, sometimes you need to get a little cream sure, right, sure. from the doctor. So, But I knew I wanted an appointment that day because I had more gigs coming up. And I, I looked up um, who was available that day. And there was only one doctor available. And it turned out to be a woman who I went to school with, um, who was a school friend of mine. And um, I haven't seen her for decades. (laughs) And she was the only doctor available. I looked for every other available choice. I was like, look, suck it up. Be a man. This is like, this is real life. You know what I mean? We're all grownups. So I made the appointment and um, I was really nervous. I was waiting in the... um, waiting room and I was I was picturing that first moment when I bring it up how to transition you know because we we caught up a little bit and it was very nice she was super professional and I said look I um this is not a huge deal but I, I did look for any doctor that I didn't personally know before <laughs> I made this appointment but I don't have one I do have a slight rash behind my balls <laughs> and, uh, and she said all right well I am gonna have to look at it she said Aww. it's not weird for me it was not weird for you um you know this is what I do um, but then I did notice it was funny because I thought about when you have something like that, like with, you know, private parts, like you wonder, like, do you have to refer to it medically to the doctor? Like, I'm wondering, should I have used the word testicles? Like, am I like being... Um, oh, right. Am I being inappropriate by right, saying right, balls? Right, I was right, right. about that. But so I, I said it and I was like a bit worried. I was like, oh, am I not meant to refer? To- Is that like too colloquial and almost like... Right. Because you don't want to also be like... um like sexually sure, sure. you know cross a boundary or something with language too yeah, so yeah, yeah. but anyway then i look at her notes that she's made on the computer and she wrote <laughs> slight rash behind balls <laughs> I like, okay i guess i used the medical term right anyway, it's not like saying cock like something was wrong with but anyway um so i hopped up on the table and I, she had to have a look at <laughs> it was you all- hop I did. I did a little spin. I did a twirl. I thought of it like an arabesque. I wanted to make it theatrical. <laughs> or it was like Tom Cruise hopping on a sofa. <laughs> exactly. He hopped from the floor right on there. And I just hopped up. I, I got my knees up. I did spread them. Did she have them. gloves? She had Wait, gloves. Wait, spread them? Well, not spread them, but I propped my knees up. Just when you so. said spread them, I thought you meant your butt. <laughs> I'm so interested. <laughs> I did not. You spread, spread your legs. My I spread. I opened my my legs up. A she had to have bit. a look like behind. But did you your knees under, up? I had to. Yeah, she had to look underneath right. my balls because you couldn't just sit there and open your legs. She had to look under. Exactly. And you're not going to be I, on your hands it. and knees. I was not. No. Um. But I lifted up everything that needed to be lifted up. I wasn't going to ask her to do that. I prepared. And then I was curious. Know. Did you hide the? You said you sort of hid your penis. I hid. My, she and wasn't then we there were to see joking. She wasn't there to see. You were like, what if I did Austin Powers just like pulling out? 
different for yeah. um, phallic uh, free. No, anyway, it all was very. Look, got she the cream within six hours. She said, "Oh, it's not even that bad." We yeah. that night we DJed. I was in fine form. Yeah, and I'm just you know I feel like I conquered something a little bit. Like that is one of those things that if you would have. The, the little boy inside me, if you would have told him, you know, like when I was like 10 years old, one, like one day that girl over yeah. there, see that? She's going to be looking at a rash behind your balls. And it would have ruined your whole oh, life. I would have spent the whole last 20 years just waiting for that moment. It's like a psychic where you yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah. if they tell you you're going to die, all or, you'd be able to think, yeah, I just did not want to be picturing that moment. It turned out to be nowhere near as bad as it could have been. So, um Thank you, doctor. I'm not saying your name. We're giving doctor patient right. confidentiality. Yeah, don't but. say the name. Together we're we'll here, we're we'll here together. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then we had our Weirder Together party. Oh, yeah. How was that for you? It was really, really cool. I love, I, I didn't really DJ, I have to say, but I like being the like beside the DJ. You were a DJ ally. Yeah, I was an ally of Georgia Mac, who's so cool. And we caught up. It was just such a great venue. This place, Frida's, is so, it just has it. It's got it going on. And where it's located in Sydney is this special like area that Taylor owns- Square? Yeah. Taylor Swift. In <laughs> Taylor Taylor Squift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Quiff. Um, <laughs> Taylor Quiff. No, that area is amazing. It's one of those areas that has like a feng shui to it. That like historically, it's always had like there's been action there. Yeah. And well, it's like, like in it's Italy. Sorry to interrupt. A piazza, but like a yeah. piazza, like that. Something about a, a circular shape where there's, you know, like the cars kind of go around but the buildings all like look at each other and yeah it's a feng shui and i think like that area is like like sydney is not loving its nightlife back it's not like you know what i mean sydney has not got a thriving nightlife and i think that it's like taylor square is like it's like loving us yeah it's just they're giving itself it's presenting itself and it's saying like sydney i'm always celebrate me i'm here for you and frida's is located you know on one of these you know, round, corners, co- cozy yeah. corners. And it's like, and so, yeah, it's kind of does have a Euro vibe to it in the totally. sense. And people uh, watching. And yeah. So it was a s- perfect. And we had a balloon little, animal maker. Yeah. And I was like, really like, oh no, is this going to be cringy? But this balloon animal maker was like, made the most incredible thing. Somebody Matt had. balloon. Yeah. Yep. He, yeah, and he got like someone wanted wanted like something to look like a sex. Oh, he said, "I want something kinky." Kinky, and he had this crazy black thing on a his pop head. Pop mask, he made. Yeah, it was cool, and then and then everyone got really attached to their balloon animal things. You know, it was just like a fun, not contrived, like people just wanting to have a, a nice time. It yeah, and then we had like, like a performance art sort of party starter called Acid Spaghetti Meatballs, and she was lighting sparklers yeah. and doing And again, like and, not know. demanding of the audience. Like I was sort of concerned sometimes you can get 
things where everyone feels they have to watch it. She was almost like against the wall a lot of the time, like being chill. And then sometimes would come out and just do a little dance. But enough, it all worked out really nicely. And there were some great cultural moments for Ioni where I put in my DJ set. So I, I took some DJ lessons from Andy Garvey, who my friend Zilbs connected me with, who's a great DJ in Sydney. And she taught me how to like use the you know, CD decks yeah. and everything. And I'm, I got myself a set for when we get home. I can't you wait. did? I did. I ordered it. Okay, it's going to cool. be there. Throw some pool parties. Yeah. And I was really excited. And I threw into my set the angels. Am Does I ever going to- Does that mean now s- I can buy something? Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for your career. <laughs> okay. Only for the career. But yeah, I threw this angel song in, which for non- Well, Australians know that we have- So this is band the angels who are like a great- 70s 80s rock band and they had this hit am i ever gonna see your face again and it developed just like urban law that in that gap after that line the audience goes no way get fucked fuck off and you'd never heard that and no, um, i played not, in the club and not, everyone was doing yeah, it and, and it's it not like, in the song it's just no. something that you like now have to do and i also just look at it in terms of like throwing parties is also an art form it's also like it's much like a church or something like you have to create a sacred space where people can have an a vision of like an altered reality almost mm-hmm. their consciousness and like and you're you know, and it is like playing like when kid you know when you i love like we had a little party for a friend and there was some really fun you know comedian actor type fun people dancing and it's just like you you know you're like dancing and making each other laugh or like whatever actually normal dancing not just funny dancing but dirty dancing dirty dancing all types of dancing but like it's a fun it's like doing it's sort of not improv but in a sense it's play yeah 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 and partying is it's so funny how innate how much we need it you know Baz Luhrmann was really like a big believer in that I think I'm sure he still is like a big part of like the way he like helps the crew let off steam is throwing amazing parties during these really long productions and it's like because Mm. people really life is oppressive and just the chance to like let loose is so good so I want us I feel I hold a vision of us hosting lots of parties in the future yeah party 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 pump up the volume party party people the beautiful what are babies they the party, people you hired party pumpers the bar mitzvah <laughs> dance instructors that yeah. get out there on the dance floor and get it going get it going that's me huh ben is like at one point he's like why don't you mingle i'm like do you know who you're married to i'm like I'm just like i i like stand by the dj i like to you know i just like i'll go around if i want to go around but i'm not you do it in a restrained way. There was one moment when I was DJing when I suddenly heard a bang and turned to my side and saw tears in your eyes when I I had these confetti party poppers that I was doing from the DJ booth out over the audience and I turned to the side and you had well, set I one thought- off against your hip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll contribute. I'll make this fun. And I was going to shoot it into the big crowd it wasn't a big crowd but it was it's a small place but anyway in my mind i'm like now they'll have to clean this up i was worried about the staff having to sweep yeah very codependent party host Mm -hmm. a listener has sent in a question let's have a listen to it hey ben and ioni my name is christy i am calling to ask you both if you have had any weird experiences similar to the one that i'm about to tell you back in 1992 i was dating this guy who was absolutely in love with me and during that time i was playing the song in your eyes by peter gabriel you might know it uh playing that song over and over throughout the time that we were seeing each other 
that song was and is today my song. Him knowing that, he became very emotional about that song as well. And I found out years later that when he and his wife got married, that their first song that they danced to was In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. She doesn't know the history behind the song, but I wanted to tell him to go eat a bag of dicks because that was my song. Anyway, wondering if either of you have had similar situations happen, and if so, what are they? Thanks, guys. Love your podcast. Okay, so she had a song that was her song, and, and it became their song, and, and then, then he made it his going. song and their song. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. That, but you don't have to, you don't hold any IP over the song. I mean, on you. one hand, it's flattering, but on the other, I get it. But I sort of made a. There's a song, I made it my dance song in my first. <laughs> Do we have any songs that we share? Well, it was this song, I'll yeah, just tell you. Yeah, we have a song, we have a song. I'll see if you remember it though after, but finish okay. this. Yeah. There's a beautiful song. I'm wild again, beguiled again, a whimpering, simpering child again, bewitched. It's like a standard and bewitched, bothered and bewildered. And I don't think Adam... He liked it, but I was like, "That let's do a dance, let's dance at our wedding." But it wasn't like our song, so I don't know. First, also, I want to know the accent. Her accent, it sounded like Canadian, but then it also sounded like maybe where was Fargo set? Oh, like North Dakota. But so is that something that is? Do you um, think that's like? Is that a? Is that a no no? I, it does. It is slightly insensitive, I suppose. But it's also if he really. It transferred that feeling, and then you know he moved on, and it is a big song. I guess it would that's, be a that's little not different. that ex- obscure for people that don't know. That's also a song. That I think the reason she's sharing it is it's famously connected to say anything, know, the boombox scene that Ioni I feel is so, in. That I feel that. so happy that every time. And so, what was the story? Tell the story about what that was. Well, meant Cameron Crowe really loved uh, Elvis Costello, and he played. Elvis Costello, uh, the movie, a cut in the movie, and he wanted to use one of his songs. And Elvis Costello said no. What song was it? Do you remember? I don't know. I wonder if it would have been, it's so funny to be seeing you after so long, girl. I don't know, because it's funny, at that time I actually wasn't, didn't know, hadn't hit with Elvis, which Elvis, it's funny, another thing is, so Cameron Crowe and John Cusack were talking about Elvis one day, like going on and on about how much they love Elvis on the set of Say Anything. I'm 16, 17. And I'm like, something's not, like they love Elvis Presley so much. Like, I guess I could dig like, you know, fine. Like you like it. But the way they were talking about Elvis, Elvis, I was like, it didn't, you know. And then when I realized it was Elvis Costello, I was like, oh. And... Another thing connected to Elvis Costello was I was dating Anthony Kiedis, but I had met Adam Horowitz and he and I started sort of emotionally falling in love at the tail end of my relationship with uh, Anthony. And he gave me Elvis Costello albums. And this is sort of when I was doing Say Anything. And I hid them in the trunk of my car. And I feel like Anthony saw them at one point and was like, why do you have Elvis Costello albums? And I was like, uh. So Elvis Costello, you got a lot of, you got a lot of heat around it. A lot of heat around it. But so I got into Elvis Costello and then, but he passed, which I thought was sort of. Elvis Costello. On 
doing. Oh, I thought you meant he died. No, no, <laughs> he did not. No, he. Well, guys, we are sad to announce <laughs> he's alive. He passed. I was no. like so shocked. Jeez, I. No, he didn't pass. He passed on doing a song for saying say yeah, anything, which, which is I, the same as death, basically. Yeah. To me. Yeah, he's dead to you. He's dead to me. <laughs> but uh, I did feel sad that he passed because you know i also wanted cameron to get everything he wanted but happy accident you know the peter gabriel song is warm i'm a bigger elvis costello fan than you and for this very reason you find him a little not warm you you, you respect him i have full respect for him and i would 100%. love to tour with him oh, like, but, 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 I, but he's the, not someone that doesn't he doesn't speak to my cells right the I way get, like Bob Dylan does or you know David Bowie yeah, does or something right but the Peter Gabriel song that they did use is a warm romantic song in a different way than you know Elvis Costello is sometimes sort of intellectual and yearning kind of way but this song is just pure straightforward romance you know in your eyes yeah it ended up perfectly yeah i mean the thing this question though made me think of was i'm guiltier of much worse which is like when i was younger i would sometimes like write a song for somebody but then tell somebody else it was about them oh, <laughs> really? well that's just part of have like have you done that with me no because i mean we've i've been mm-hmm. pursue- i mean this is more like when you have a girlfriend and you write it for someone you're momentarily infatuated with. And yeah. then the next person you have a crush on, you try and like shimmy it in. Um, but so I remember doing that when I was younger, you know, because it's like, and you're just totally, especially, I think the thing is like, there's a ruthlessness in the pursuit of love sure. that's okay. Well, you yeah, know? like you use your things, your toolkit. Like, you know, there might be a book or a poem, like a, you know, Frank O'Hara poem that you love. And if you're in those stages of sort of wooing someone, you're like, can I, have you ever heard this poem? Yeah, like didn't Sean Penn like seduce women by reading them poetry? I'm yeah. sure it wasn't a new poem every yeah, single time. Exactly. Or you're like, you show people what you're into to just get them like, you know, into you. Totally. Like, I, I mean, it is a, a song between two people i guess it's a little different, yeah i found that song romantic that you sort of hipped me to it was the uh who was kate bush's boyfriend peter gabriel peter gabriel <laughs> we were just talking <laughs> i'm not get- dead also dead <laughs> no he's not dead um the the kate song- bush dead no okay. <laughs> i will choke Past? you um, it was the Sal, 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 Sainsbury. Oh, that, no, the no, Sainsbury, the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. Peter Gabriel wrote a whole musical around Sainsbury's no, and particularly a- the egg salad sandwiches. <laughs> no, no, one. Um, uh, this Silbury is- Hill, uh, that's Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. a sort of place in England that has a beautiful vibration. Mystical experience. And it's kind of romantic. Yeah, it's How does romantic. it go again? It's like. That one. Yeah, it's beautiful. And when you were away, just now you came here before me and I heard it on the radio and I was like, oh, it feels romantic. Do you have any songs you use to seduce people? Like records that you used to like put on and be like, hey, let me... Didn't someone say they used to always put on Sade? Well, no, it was funny when when, uh, I... I thought Martha Plimpton was very funny when I was working with River and she and River Phoenix were together for a few years and she came, I was in Chicago filming this movie, The Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon. And one of the extras, or not extras, she had a role and she was beautiful, you know, and she and River were hanging out. I don't even know what they, if they were 
cheating together. I don't think they were, but uh, Martha Plimpton came the following day after this hangout and she was like mad at him because she was like, why did you have this actress over to our, you know, hotel room, whatever? And she was like, and you were playing Charday, the ultimate makeout no, record. No, wait, wait, it was Roxy Music. That's right. It was Avalon. And you're playing yeah. Roxy Music, the ultimate makeout record. It is. And I remember the time, Martha Plimpton was like a mentor. We're the same age, but she was like a also mentor. Also dead, unfortunately. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I will strangle you. She is alive. I hate this bitch. And well. No, she's well. We saw her recently. She's amazing. And yeah. she, like, she's just so smart. She was always so smart. And she was a young actress. We were both acting up a storm. She had a amazing career, longer than me. She started younger. But she was so bright and self-assured in a certain way. And, like, I don't know, sophisticated but not obnoxious. I mean, a New Yorker, maybe in you know new yorkers are a little more sophisticated but in a cool way like yeah. she 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 just was she really uh still like kind of i learned from her instagrams <laughs> if you have a question or a comment you'd like to send us you can do that by emailing a voice note like that wonderful uh emailer just did at weirder together pod at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer it or at least it will create a tangent for our conversation that may not address your question at all but it'll give us some food for thought uh when i was friends with this guy bob forrest when i was friends felonious with- monster yeah and i was friends with the chili- also known from celebrity rehab a lot oh, of people yeah. know him from that yeah and um this is now eons ago but we were uh when i was hanging out with the chili peppers is in the 80s he had gone on tour and uh i think he cheated on his girlfriend at the time i remember she was yelling at him and stuff and he said i got a tattoo of you though while i was on tour and he shows her this tattoo and she's looking at it she was like that's a tattoo of an angel. That's like a rando. That's not me. And he's like, it is. It is. He was trying to pull. But it's it's pretty similar. It's like you have the, a good generic song of seduction and you can apply it to all situations. You get a generic looking woman and whatever you're dating, you're like, this is you. Yeah. You know? I used to use, there was a Loudon Wainwright song called Motel Blues mm-hmm. that was very funny because it was actually like, it was like a middle-aged, it's one of my favorite songs ever written, but it's like a middle-aged troubadour singing a song about the loneliness of the road and it's basically come up to my motel room sleep with me save my life like a very you know and that was my like song of seduction where i would stare you know that's okay play it you know oh like, you would sing I it i would sing it yeah like be like you know oh, late at night I've the guitar's going around you sang that, I've sang that for recently you. and that was I, that works it that's works really yeah nice. i sang um, that for fiona apple once and i think we had like we had like 30 seconds we fell in love for when i sung her that song and now uh, <laughs> you have um a, quite a few of those 30 second 30 second just we really... fall in love um it's quite nice to you realize that also do you remember that whole theory that guy had about beauty and the that you can appreciate it without owning it you know that there's like <sighs> the, the level of like appreciating beauty it, so there's something hard. about that about like letting yourself have these moments of love and appreciation for people without needing to necessarily coalesce them into possession of people. But it's like wonderful to let yourself, because you can have those throughout your life where you just let yourself like really like fall into a sense of wonder about somebody or about your connection with them. Or about a rug. About a rug, absolutely. with, With objects too. 
So we're coming to the end of our stay in Australia yeah. at the moment. We're obviously back and forth a lot, but we're headed back to LA next week. Looking forward yeah. to a little, little bit of summertime over there. Yeah, we're going to miss the 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 4th of July, um, you know, which I'm sort of happy about. 4th of July is always complicated. And this, this year, year it's uh, there's not a lot to celebrate at this moment. Yeah, so we're going to miss that, which I'm sort of sort I'm going to set up my deck, so I'm going to be DJing by the pool, blending songs. I'm going to give you, I'm going to be the, de- you're going to have an in-house DJ. Well, it's going to be really we'll battle. Like we do have, we have one neighbor that would play full volume like Oh, live, two but only live versions. Of songs. He wouldn't do that. I versions. mean, I'll yeah. have to. When I was a kid, yeah. I was really into early U two. Yeah. I thought that was very romantic as a little as a kid, even though it seemed it became corny or something. And yeah, U two also sadly all shut dead. Shut up. <laughs> um. So anyway, but that neighbor, and then we've got there's one party house in the neighborhood that does. You know, they're ha- when they have the parties. But we're gonna battle all oh, these. I am gonna be so annoying for the rest of the summer. It'll be Loudon, Rain, Wainwright. <laughs> I'm gonna senior. be like, I'm gonna be playing. Is he junior or senior? The third. The third. So he's both. He's Trey. a junior and a senior. You know that when yeah. someone's the third in the South, they nickname them Trey. I do. But hold on. I just okay. want to bask in this moment <laughs> of me blasting out sexually tormented acoustic singer-songwriter ballads, <laughs> mixing them up in the middle of the summer, or blasting I around the neighborhood, irritating gonna, people. For some it's reason, great. I'm not going to say blasting out sexy songs like Nikki, like Prince. I'm oh, going to blend it. I'm going to do the Nikki Motel Blues blend. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys for listening to Weirder Together. Yeah. On the Weirder Together network, on yeah, the Acast baby. Creator Network platform. And, we've got um, some good things that we're producing. I'm so excited. Yeah, we've got so much in store for you. Uh, you can find us both on our socials, Benley Music, Ioni Skyly. I was going to give my email. <laughs> give your phone number out. Wait, Ioni, you should seriously give your social. <laughs> Social security number. Yeah, 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 just so people can find okay. you. And my email um, and then my Australian phone number, which I'll never remember because yeah. it's a lot of, it's like a lot of numbers, but not enough. Yeah, AOL, Instant Messenger, um, <laughs> anything else. Um, yeah, so find us on our socials. Blackberry. Say hi. But I am very active. Not on Twitter, but I'm around, oh, you're, you're baby. an Instagram queen. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. Together we're weird, we're weirder together. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.